Okay, should we get uh, started? Yes. But how? So it's, but how? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. First episode. Yeah, of the Deaf and Life podcast. By? Roberto Pando. <laughs> what? I've never heard you pronounce That's your like name the, like that. Yeah, it's like so <laughs> Spanish. It's like so Spanish. Oh, that's hilarious, by the way. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, we're Rob and uh, Jan David, or just JD, because who has time to say Jan David? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, and yeah, we're starting this podcast together. Um, and in this first episode, we kind of want to give a quick introduction of ourselves, really quick, and then uh, talk a little bit about our kind of goals and what you as the listener can expect um, from this podcast. So Rob, do you yeah. want to introduce yourself? Yes. So I am Roberto Pendo. They call me Rob because in English, I guess it's hard to say Roberto because the R's, you know, the R's. But uh, yeah, a little bit about myself then is obviously Spanish, not Spanish, Spanish, but born in Bolivia, mom Swedish, was doing a master's in Sweden and then ended up here in uh, currently in uh, Netherlands as a software developer. That's uh, to me. Nice. That uh, was in, what about you? That was indeed short. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm Jan David. Um, I'm originally from Germany, um, but now also living in the beautiful Netherlands. Came here to do my master's, which I, in fact, actually didn't do. But yeah, work also as a software developer. And yeah, that's also how we met. So for the last yeah. two years, we worked together at the same company that, um, yeah, stopped in end of July. The company shut yeah. down. And yeah, now we... Yeah, we became good friends and still want to stay in touch. And actually, we, we became good friends from that last project that we did, right? Yeah, true. We worked yeah. on uh, yeah, we worked in a yeah. small web agency uh, in Utrecht and worked on a project together for like the last, um, yeah, I think roughly a year. Yeah, and it was the last part of it too because like the first year, we were just not even sitting next to each other. Now we were on like opposite the, side of the room, like quite yeah, the yeah. furthest distance that you can get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Completely, completely on uh, polar opposites there. Yeah. It just, yeah. But that, that was really nice too. It was, uh, it was good. Yeah, I think good we both learning really, experience. really enjoyed working together and um, kind of had a good vibe going and um, I think it got really interesting when we started talking uh, with each other outside of work as well about kind of the different yeah. goals that we had in life or um, our views on certain topics where exactly. we're not always seeing eye to eye. But I think we both really enjoyed the conversations and um, the value that we got out of um, out of it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. That after that project, which was what you know, sparked that flame. Yeah, a little bit. Of friendship. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was definitely the uh, conversations that got it really interesting because we, um, I say we, we found uh, that despite the like, disagreements on certain things, we're always very reasonable and like-minded in that sense. Not on the topics, but like-minded on the way that we... Uh, yeah, how we discuss. Just reason, yeah, discussing. Yeah. That, was, that was awesome. And... Um, it's also quite enjoyable to, yeah, I think we found a good way to challenge each other in a way while still really yeah. respecting each other's uh, opinions and experience. 
Um, definitely, definitely. I remember, yeah. I, I would always, I'll come to you with an idea and you're like, eh, I'm not sure, man. Like, uh, <laughs> and then you <laughs> post it. I'm like, man, that's right. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> and I'm always afraid that I'm just a naysayer, that I'm just saying no to everything. It's, no, uh, no. The voice of reason, I think. Yeah. I'm just like a kid at a candy store. I'm like, oh, look, <laughs> I want all of this. I'm going to do all of these candies, you know, and you're like, I don't know, might rot your teeth. I'm like, oh, crap. Maybe there's something there. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, what kind of the big change that happened was that yeah, our previous company um, shut down and that for both of us, like, new chapters of our life are starting in a way. Um, so, yeah, you're going back home. Yeah, so we can uh, definitely talk about that. What's yeah, the plan? So, <clears throat> I'm going to be flying, uh, moving to the U.S. So I fly out uh, this 30th. So I will be uh, working and living there. Yeah. So that definitely is one of the reasons why I disparked as well. Because we are in that point in, from, in our know? time. Yeah, we're in that point in time in our life that we're like starting like a completely new chapter for the both of us. Yeah, exactly. So, so it makes perfect sense. It's pretty awesome. And it is quite challenging to kind of grab coffee regularly when we live on different continents. So Definitely. Yeah. We, yeah. That, that's where the idea for the podcast specifically came from, to have kind of this medium where we can still stay in touch, have kind of some accountability to actually check in regularly so that we don't accidentally not speak for a month or something. Um, yeah. Because something that's not mentioned either is that we're... I would say that we're both fairly ambitious and very well goal, very goal oriented. I think that we, uh, so yeah, that's I definitely think it's true. For not always, <laughs> not always deliver, of course, <laughs> but <laughs> sadly, very true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but it's it always, always speaking about it. So I think that's really good. Yeah. No, that's true. So, um, yeah, you're moving back to the U.S. Um, we're both, or I'm starting a new job, of course. Um, for you, your professional life, of course, is also changing a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then as a way to kind of stay in touch, we, yeah, thought about kind of doing these calls. And while doing these calls, we can pretty easily just let the recording run and make a nice podcast out of it, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Gotta share with the world our awesome conversations, you know? Yeah, let's hope they are awesome. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, What do we have in mind for the podcast? Like, what can people that listen to this expect from us over the next, how long we will keep this running? Yeah, um, okay. So, I think definitely one of the things is, uh, like, just a small thing would be new tech, you know? Kind of, like, messing around with new tech, maybe... Um, throwing our interest there, what we have experienced with it. I think that's always really valuable. Uh, at least I, I always take some really good, valuable stuff from hearing people's experience with certain texts, some suggestions like tips and stuff. I don't know. Um, something they may get curious about as well. I know you got me curious about Rust. So, you know, just hearing like your experience with it and stuff. So I think that that can be reflected off of others as well. Um, besides that, also just very, I don't know, uh, life things as well, things that we've talked about, yeah, ideas. When we summarize kind of our 
conversations that we had so far, I think they're really centered around these two um, topics. Like on one hand, we both being software engineers, having worked together, we share like the strong passion in technology. Um, And we both always have different things we work on on the side or topics that we explore, be it new uh, technologies, new um, projects. And yeah, that's something that we regularly discussed in our conversations um, and which has always been very uh, insightful, I have to say. And I definitely want to keep that up. Um, and then besides that, we really like, it's it's quite interesting to me actually how that that happened or how that developed, but that we actually talked quite a lot about topics that have nothing to do with technology. Um, yeah. That we discussed also t- kind of sometimes very intensely discussed um, our different like worldviews and um, yeah. yeah, there's an interesting overlap in a way how we want to develop ourselves and kind of on our values um, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, kind of how we approach certain topics. And then there's still like a huge on some things we are completely have different opinions on it or different perspectives. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah. And yeah, for me, for the podcast, I definitely want to kind of explore, continue to explore kind of these technical conversations, but also keep having these conversations about our personal development, personal growth, where we want to go and kind of share with each other the things that we learn. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, also something to mention, I think it's uh, that we're, at least what I'm getting at, is both really would love to have our own business slash company. So, and that's something that is very interesting, or at least like an awesome project to have to own. Yeah, yeah, I think that See is where it takes. In, in a way, that's kind of the a little bit the extension of the technical talks and like the personal growth talks, or a little bit kind of the outcome that we both want to have um, is that we spend this time developing ourselves, um, building our skills to be able to then eventually either start our own companies or yeah build our own businesses in a way um maybe do it together um maybe help each other out um building our own like who knows what's going to happen exactly um but for me that's definitely yeah it's it's a good point that you bring up that that's definitely kind of the long-term vision and yeah we've i or i feel that um we can help each other out on that trajectory more or less yeah Definitely, definitely. You wanna tell your interests? <laughs> oh, my interests. Um, what are you not, currently working on? What, 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 uh, what interests you right now? So yeah, it's a little bit weird. Um, since it's this time of transition, it's a little bit tough to kind of have like a very strong outlook over the next few months or even weeks. So I'll be starting a new job in, in two weeks and I have no clue what happens then, um, what my time will look like. <laughs> I know a little bit of the tech, but uh, there's still so much unclear to me Classic. that it's a little bit hard to kind of watch that or look ahead. We both worked, um, or the agency that we worked in worked primarily with uh, Ruby and Ruby on Rails. And I know that I won't be doing that anymore, which... Is a little bit sad to be honest. Yeah, I mean side projects, right? But yeah, exactly. Still not not the same, not the same. But yeah, no. But like the developer experience and especially Rails has been really nice. And Ruby, the language that is just 
focused on developer happiness, it actually fulfills on that promise, I would say. Yeah, 100%. And that's also what I'm currently working on. Like I'm spending my last few weeks that I have um, working on like a small habit tracker uh, for myself that I always wanted to build that helps me be a little bit more or adds some accountability to my personal development plans. And yeah. I've explored like a lot of different yeah, ideas or designs. I use bullet journals for, for a while to kind of organize my day and track the things that are important to me. There's a really interesting company called Ultra Working that experiments a lot with like more efficient ways to work, I would say. Or like mm. reaching peak performance. And I also have a few tools around like habit tracking and getting you on the right path that I explored. And what I'm building is more or less a wild mix of the two that works really well for me. Yeah. And it's a really nice to kind of have a side project, explore technology that I'm not that familiar with. Like I'm the typical backend developer. And now <laughs> having to do my own CSS is actually... <laughs> it's both a really it's... nice experience because it looks better than I anticipated. It also takes me forever to get to the point. And there are two pages that I know that are not mobile friendly yet. So um, yeah, it's quite cool to actually have the time to um, explore something else and level up my skills in like a completely different area while still building something that I can uh, run and maintain in kind of the tech stack that I used for so long uh, when working on something totally different in a new, in a new job. Yeah. I couldn't stick with the bullet journaling, actually, now that you mentioned oh, real? it. Nah, I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. I don't know. I don't know. To be fair, I also don't do it right now, mostly because I have so much free time on my hand that there's actually very little to schedule in a way. Okay, plan yeah. my day. Um, for like <laughs> yeah. the side project, yeah, the seven things I still want to do before I launch, I can just keep in my head more or less. For me, it was kind of like I didn't know. Um, I actually don't know what happened there, but I—I uh, I guess it was like the carrying around of the notebook. <laughs> just, just like sometimes I'll, because I'll take it, I'll take it to work, you know, and then like I'll bring it back and forth. And then one day, I think I forgot it, and I was like, "Oh crap, what do I do?" So I tried to do it on a piece of paper, but then like it wasn't the same, and the rhythm just uh, fell just apart. Just kind of faded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the definitely the first few days it was pretty awesome i had it all in my face because the thing what i did was i opened up the notebook and i had it opened to that specific yeah. day so i would see everything there and i would have it next to my computer so i knew exactly what i needed to do and it was a good reminder but uh but then i thought it was like pen and paper it was going to be better because definitely digital does not work for me i'm going back and forth between the two uh, as well and I'm Although it sure has it has helped me with meetings to put it on my calendar because uh, I definitely didn't use calendars before. That is just unbelievable to me. I know. I know, especially you as a German. Oh, true. But I think I'm also very particular German in that sense. Like, I'm maybe a little bit too much organized if there is such a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. I really like the idea of... Um, getting things done uh, where you try to keep or dump every thought that you have more or less every to do in a system that you trust that you can review so that you don't need to remember all of the like details of all the different tasks that are in your head yeah i think that works really well and for me the bullet journal had this effect more or less where i could just write down stuff really easily um no yeah but i also got I, the feeling that it 
like for me it didn't really work well because most of my days I had some external structure and I didn't really need the bullet journal to give me that structure. There are very mm-hmm. few days that I start that are completely where I'm in complete control of my time. And for yeah. example, for work, we already have or we do have issue trackers and we had the, the uh, sprint plannings and stuff like that. Like, all, And you sync like, up the calendar as well with like the meetings that you do internally and stuff like that. Definitely. That's how I got started, at least with the calendar, because I thought that that was really good reminder. Yeah. Sometimes you would just be on the zone and the freaking calendar thingy would pop up. They have a meeting in, in 15 minutes. And you're like, oh, crap, I totally forgot about that. But, you know, but you didn't forget it. Because you still got 15 minutes. That's true. But yeah, I got it from myself. I noticed that the more kind of external structure I have, the more difficult it is to maintain my own system in a mm. way. Um, uh, because yeah. then the, yeah. tasks are automatically split into two. Like, of course, um, I need to maintain them on GitHub or in Asana or whatever external system is in use. But then I also have my own list and the two are there's an overlap in a way and then there's stuff missing from my own because I don't want to have everything duplicated everywhere. So that is where I always, or the, that's a point where I struggle with my own kind of management systems. Yeah, that's true. And maybe, yeah, maybe that's the other reason why the bullet journaling didn't work. Cause I was, you know, had, I would write the meetings there, but it also would pop up on the calendar thingy. And I don't know, it's just, uh, became a little bit of a mess, but I, you know what I turned it into though? Um, cause I, I start reading things on like CEOs and like successful people that have these, this idea notebook. Oh yeah. You ever heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I turned it into that actually. That I think is, Cause, yeah, that's really interesting. I think to have something where you can just, again, kind of dumb ideas that you have. Yeah. It's like a journal, right? Yeah. But it's a journal for, for ideas kind of that you have during the days, but it doesn't really have to be like billion dollars ideas or like you know it doesn't have to be an app but just uh just ideas in general is yeah there, really good to- there are two things that i find super interesting with this like one is i think that every idea um benefits from having some kind of getting some room um mm-hmm. to breathe in a way i noticed that for myself that most of the ideas if i let them kind of simmer a little bit for a few weeks they kind of get more details or get more intricate and better in a way so i really like with a bullet journal for example the ability to just write stuff down and then revisit that once in a while and kind of think about it again with like a fresh perspective that you have a few weeks later and say but wait a minute do you actually go back to it because yeah. that's my problem with like bullet journals and also journaling in general or just this idea new idea notebook that i'm writing starting to do like going back to them obviously maybe the idea one idea notebook thing would actually i would revisit just to uh because i'll be curious in it but other than that i never go and revisit anything else like i don't just go back in pages and start reading something because i remember i did journals too and i never read them again i think it really depends on the journal so for like the the diary style journaling i also never go back and read them again sometimes but it's like but do you go back and read the bullet journals um thingies so not my planning kind of stuff but for mm-hmm. example the pages on certain ideas or so yeah once in a while yeah no but that's super valuable i think that's why i started it too because i definitely have certain ideas sometimes that i actually construct the whole thing in my mind and i think damn this is pretty awesome you know 
And then I'm like, I need to uh, talk about it with somebody or I need to uh, think about it some more. Maybe this can go somewhere. And then it's like a week goes by and then somebody mentions something. Like, I'm not even joking. This has happened mad times. And then somebody would mention something. I'm like, oh, oh, I had an idea about that. And then he'd be like, but how would you do this, right? And I'd be like, uh, I actually thought about that, but now I don't remember. Mm. And uh, so I, 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 when I heard about that, I was like, this is this could be super valuable. So yeah, for myself, I really noticed that, um, especially ideas that I want to pursue or things that are important to me. I will revisit quite often and it's quite interesting to see the development that they have uh, when I look at my notes, for example, where something starts with like a very rough sketch and then maybe two weeks later I'll, on a new page, I'll write it down again and this time it has a little bit more details or something is slightly different and maybe six months later I revisit the idea again or just comes to mind again with like again some different details and kind of seeing the evolution of these ideas. I think it's really like for me it's really helpful so you keep going with an idea so if you write an idea down and then like it starts to build up some more you will write it in another page and you can just continue yeah. to do that huh. so for for most of my like small projects for example i have like multiple pages by now in my my bundle journal um where mm-hmm. they're different either it's like different aspects of the idea so one is just a general idea then a few days later i was thinking about kind of the technical architecture and wrote that down on another piece of paper more or less or another page uh, and then maybe after a conversation that we had i realized that some of the uh, ux was not great or that it could be simplified and i would write that down again so that it's kind of this evolving story that develops throughout like the different pages of the book huh that's smart yeah and yeah again for myself i noticed that um, it often takes a few weeks for my ideas to become good in a way so that i'm happy with them um, yeah. I might have like this this idea that fascinates me, which is completely rough around the edges and is still really vague in a way. And then just by kind of letting it sit and thinking about it once in a while or having weird dreams about it, um, it just gets a little bit more, uh, becomes a little bit clearer and there are certain, it's easier to kind of clarify certain aspects of it. And then after yeah. a few weeks, oftentimes I have a way better picture in my mind. Yeah, and you could always, yeah, you could always see the complexity on it too, and seeing if the idea is worth the time too. Yeah, exactly. Because you may have some amazing. Yeah, I've come across that and as well. You have a really good idea, and then you're like, you think about it some more, and then you actually start getting into. It's not just an idea and and a dream, right? You just start sketching things out, and you start thinking of the technical aspects, and you're like, ooh, no, that's gonna be so crazy complicated. It's not worth it. That that's true as well. I think. Um... Again, that's something where I think the journal can help that you have this room to just explore these ideas, even though you know it's not the right time for them. Yeah. Where yeah. you can't... No, it's because some things might be just for you, right? Yeah. Or you just might think that it's something cool, but it's not. Yeah, some ideas you don't even want to pursue. It's just about kind of writing them down and sketching them out more or less. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... I really like doing this, like exploring these things and then seeing what happens no nah, me too me too yeah no nah, i'm definitely gonna keep doing it a lot more and more it's just right now it's been crazy with the with the preparations and moving yeah i can imagine now nah, i haven't even been able to dive into any tech that i want to dive into with more in depth yeah it has been tough the last few weeks in a way like i've been talking about rust for like a month now 
and I've not even I've not written a hello world on it yet. The time will so, come. The time will the come. The time will come. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to start messing around with things again. Just no time right now. Yeah, I think that's sometimes the danger a little bit with being either too ambitious or as impatient as we may be are. That you always want to do everything like now. Like preach. I, I wanna I wanna work on this project now. It's such a good idea. And I also wanna yeah, have a good job and have a good work life balance and meet friends and like I wanna have all the things. Yeah. And then it's sometimes really hard to kind of be at ease with the reality of the situation where yeah, shit you're moving, like it's pretty reasonable that you don't have time to work on Rust. No, definitely. Um, no, I, I agree. One thing that I'm learning now, actually, that I, I don't know, I don't know how to say this, but it, I just found out that it's extremely important to know how to say no to things as well. I'm just such a yes guy, yeah. you know. I really am. I'm such a yes guy that I'm just like yes, 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 yes. And then I find myself, I'm like, oh my god, this is so overwhelming. So that's also something that I've uh, that I was trying to work on myself as well. The power of no, man. I think to kind of follow up on that is a good reminder in like the next few episodes or the next few conversations that we have. I think this is something that we both would benefit from practicing a little bit. Yeah, no, seriously though, yeah. it's it's such a crucial thing to do. You don't just you don't you don't just always say yes to everything. Right now, I'm just like tangled into so many projects. Now it's. It's like, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. No, I get that. Uh, yeah. So I have, I have yeah. a little bit the same issue. And also, note to yourself as well. You know, like if you want to dive into a specific tech just because you think it's cool, right? Yeah. Or is like the new, the 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 new cool kid in the block. Oh, dude! I you're like I want to check it out, but you're like, I mean, I mean, it's not bad to check it out, right? But you don't have to go in depth into it and just like buy courses and commit to courses and, and like, you know, if you're really not gonna pursue it or you really don't intend to deeply work in it my gut feeling just leave it as cool yeah my gut feeling is that it really depends on kind of the goals that you have and what i noticed now is that it's actually pretty helpful to have like a mid to long-term vision in mind of where i want to go so that i'm able to actually assess whether or not an idea makes me move closer towards that goal and um yeah we had the conversation about kind of the habit tracker that i was building if you remember because the initial version yeah was i was gonna with, ask like, you about that rust and react and i noticed that it's Did just, you completely take that out yeah it's completely it's rails with stimulus now and oh rails with stimulus yeah, with, but you just started that we have we haven't had this conversation too long no ago, it was right? not too long ago it was like i think yeah. i've been working on this now for like two and a half weeks yeah, exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how's it going? Um, yeah, I'm way further ahead than what I <laughs> had before. That's so funny. That's just, yeah, you can't, yeah, there's so much hate, you know, going on with uh, like Rails, but you cannot, man, like you cannot. If you have, if you hate on Rails, it's because you haven't worked on it. Maybe, yeah. Period. I think so. For me, the big question was like, what is actually my goal with this? Like, if I wanted to learn Rust and React, yeah, then it would have been better to do it in Rust and React. But just looking ahead, yeah, I will also not have that much time in the near future because, yeah, like I said, I'm starting a new job. I want to focus on that. I don't want to spend all my time all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I do want to see results. Like, I actually would like to use 
A, I would like to use the product myself. And B, I also want to have something in production that I maintain in a way. I think that's also like a hugely valuable experience that I just want to have. And yeah. to reach the, both of these goals, like to have something actually um, usable and to have something running in production, it's just way easier to achieve that goal with Rails and Stimulus than to try mm. to achieve this while learning, uh, let's say, one and a half new tech stacks. The backend in Rust, that was fine-ish to build, but yeah, I'm really not that familiar with React, especially setting something up from scratch with GraphQL, custom authorization, and all of these um, things. That's just yeah, too much. Okay. That's, that is the, yeah, that's, that is the complicated part of it. And But uh, man, React got so much nicer though. I really, really want to um, play with it more, but maybe in a project that's better suited to the learning of React and not starting from scratch everywhere. We talked about this as well, like, I think it would be hugely beneficial for me, for example, to learn React in a project with somebody else who already knows it. Yeah, no, definitely. That's the best way to learn, especially somebody who's had experience with it um, for a, like a, a period of time and they know how to gather yourself uh, around it and will help you actually set yourself up with, you know, hopefully good uh, structure of it over because, you know, it's like no man's land in javascript when it comes to folder structures and stuff like that instead in like rails you have this beautiful way that you know exactly where everything is supposed to be yeah here you're like i think i'll call this folder this and everything that involves this will go in there and then it's like somebody else may have another idea so it's like then you start seeing and becomes a mess but it's it's a good way to uh to learn is to have somebody there who who will definitely show you the way of the Jedi, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it would short circuit a lot of kind of the loops that I got stuck in and make it a way more pleasant and productive experience. So yeah, yeah it's definitely. a little bit about picking your battles and the time will come for React yeah. and the time will come for Rust yeah. as well. That I'm, I'm actually glad you switched it though, because now, because you know, that's the huge motivators for us is to see something progress and, uh, and start using. I think that's what matters really. Like that's the huge motivator for me, at least when I see something live and I'm already using it or, you know, somebody's using it. It is really, or yeah, the last two weeks have been really interesting as an experience for me as well. Kind of reflecting on my own kind of insecurities and struggles a little bit because I got yeah. completely stuck in, in one place for like two or three days where it just went down the completely wrong, like rabbit hole. Classic rabbit like holes. Some, yeah. So, one of the challenges that I actually have is that I'm not used to the development environment that I currently have. So I'm working on a Windows machine right now with the Windows subsystem for Linux. And Ew. while that is a better experience than I always assumed it would be, it's also not the same as what I had before. And there are like these weird no. inconsistencies where in the Linux machine, that in the virtual machine that runs um, yeah, as part of the Windows subsystem for Linux, I have like this nicely mm -hmm. set up environment that I'm used to from my Mac because I just copied all my dot files and there's like my VI config and uh, Git gotcha. is configured and it's the fish shell and like everything that I'm used to. But then on Windows mm -hmm. where my IDE runs, I have nothing of that. And suddenly all of the sh keyboard shortcuts are different because it's Windows and it's not a Mac anymore. And Yeah, oh, that would mess me up so bad now that I think about it, now that you mention yeah. it. And then the IDE doesn't actually support uh, Windows Subsystem for Linux really well yet, or at least I couldn't get it to work. So 
there's like some inconsistencies between the two systems that I use. And I'm so used from the old days, uh, old days to just use all the features in the IDE to develop. And now I can't because yeah, again, it's just set up poorly. Yeah, um, yeah. That I actually got stuck with a few things where I before was like sure that it's super easy to do. And the solution to this was to actually just take a step back in a way and not over-optimize. Um, I was immediately going to like SQL views and um, yeah, raw SQL in a way to generate exactly the the data and the structure that I would need for like one of my views. And mm-hmm. in the end, I just built it with like Ruby and yeah, it's does a four loops and does a few loops in the view, but it's seven days of the week. Like it's not, yeah, it's not looping yeah. over like 15,000 uh, different records or something. It's seven days that no. it needs to loop over. Um, yeah. And that's fine. I'm excited to see this thing. Yeah. And it was interesting to, yeah, kind of notice that I got really blocked. I got a little bit kind of self-conscious with my skills and what I'm doing here and reset my development environment like twice because I was like, this will fix it. This will unblock me. <laughs> of course it didn't. Um, yeah. And then like consciously taking a step back and saying, hey, I'm just going to remove this Git branch and I'm going to start this task from start from scratch. That really helped and was kind of a good lesson as well to kind of just go with the flow a little bit for me. Yeah. Did you plan out the whole thing before you started or not no, really? So, or you just had like like overview ideas of the features that you want and then you just jump straight to it? Or you actually thought about it very technically or not? I almost don't want to admit this, but I'm rebuilding something that I already built, um, at least partially. Um, fundamentally or from the architecture and the implementation, it's pretty similar to what I have, but then the whole UX is um, different and kind of the okay. um, the paradigm behind it also changed a little bit. So I could have probably also adjusted what I had, but then it's such a simple app that I was like, hey, let's just start with like a nice fresh Rails 6 um, app, use all of the new yeah. features and just um, see how it is uh, to build this in 2019. And I could rely on like a lot of the old stuff that I did, at least for like the architecture and a little bit the design and the, the basic setup so that especially in the first few days really accelerated the project setup and getting like the skeleton to work and mm-hmm. generating like the first few models and stuff like that yeah when do you think you have it done so uh, my goal is to more or less wrap this up within the next two weeks uh, before i start my new job to get at least to a version that is usable with like the bare minimum of mm-hmm. features that i want to have all right, we'll hold you accountable to that. Man. I, so it's a little bit tough. I'm not. I'm going to travel for two days next week, uh, and I'm not sure if I want to commit to have it done by the next weekend. Uh, all right, but yeah, so I'll it's Saturday today, and to part of me wants to release it on like the first of September to get into like maybe like a monthly cadence to push new updates or something. Yeah, but it's also a little bit over-engineered already, but. <laughs> For the beginning, it's pretty Classic. simple. Like since I'm the only user in the beginning, I can avoid a lot of the complexities that I would need to implement if I want to open it up. Um, so there's like zero, th- nothing is done for GDPR. There's no privacy oh. policy, and these kinds of things are all missing that I would want to implement before I actually make it public. 
But then the core functionality no, is there. Like you can create some habits and you can track whether or not you did them on that day. And you can go back through the different weeks. But there are no analytics. Yeah. There's no like nice sign-up flow. There are no explanations in the UI of what is happening and what you're doing. Um, but these are things. But that comes with Exactly. Time. These are things that I can add later. And the goal is the, the, have the basic functionality done by next week, more or less. The important thing is that you uh, that you start using it to see what uh, what what you lack, yeah. what you need to have, what needs to be improved. It's it's truly is awesome how you your own like yourself, but you just using it yourself. Nobody else can actually improve the thing. Obviously, you know, getting feedback from other people is valuable, but just by you using it yourself, you do realize certain things and you start adding new things and stuff, yeah. you know, because remember I told you I, I, I made that uh, app with uh, for my fiance. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have that thing and it's like slowly but surely started mutating into uh, some awesome features because it started just by something that doesn't need any notifications that it's not, you yeah. know, so it's, yeah, like I told you, it's a, it's a locker, yeah. right? Each person has his own locker. And then you can leave notes inside the locker. And then only when you actually, because it's just like real life lockers, right? You don't get a notification when something is in there or not, but you have to open it to see if it's there. So like if you open it and there's a note there, you read it, right? And then slowly I was like, all right, it would be cool. And then I remember, I, I personally have not done it, right? But I've seen like sometimes they put balloons in there and like as soon as you open it, the balloons fly out, right? Yeah. You ever seen that yeah. in movies and stuff? Only in movies, So I was honest. like, all right. <laughs> yeah only in movies exactly same here so so i was like all right it would be cool to have like this gift box thingy that if like once they open it there's like a message there and like something floats out of it so i started doing that with like emojis like balloon emojis and stuff like that that like just pop up really nicely it's awesome it actually looks super awesome and uh and then i was like all right so that's nice and then you know like i told you me and her were really competitive yeah. with each other so I was like, all right. So one thing that we actually always do and keep track of is who's like we we play rock paper scissors. Uh oh. For for like for uh to, yeah because we do like these reading things and we to see like who reads first and stuff. But then after a while, like it just, it started as that right. Who's gonna read first? Right? Yeah. And then we did rock paper scissors. But then after a while, it started like we started noticing that we were keeping tracks of who had streaks of wins. You know. So, um, so what I did was I built this rock, paper, scissors thing that you can challenge the other person. So you open up your locker and there's a challenge and you open it and you pick rock, papers or scissors. And the other person has already picked there. Obviously, you know, when you challenge, you pick your, your, your either rock, paper or scissor and you write a message that will display if you win. So, you know, so if you win, you know, add uh, insult to injury. Ouch. <laughs> so then uh so then they open it and then and then that just pops up and then i was like all right that's cool and then i created the scoreboard thing so now it's like keeping track uh is, is that a good thing for your relationship <laughs> to keep track <laughs> uh it's funny it's funny it's funny but i guess yeah but it just started mutating like that and uh I need to say i uh i'm winning by seven right now let's see how long that streak continues <laughs> yeah so yeah but it slowly mutates and that's from using it you know like using it and seeing like oh this would be cool like this other thing would be cool that's good that you you just need to get it out there and start using it yourself to actually start getting the grip but actually use it you know and to, to get the feel for it yeah what i think is quite nice with this is that i kind of resisted the urge to go overboard and think about kind of how i can uh commercialize this and it's really something that i want to build for myself and just 
run it um, on the side as kind of open source and as a free free product, so to speak. And yeah. that frees me also up to just explore it and kind of make changes as I see fit. And that's true. I was reading well, actually uh, my roommate. I was reading a uh, an article. He was reading an article about this guy who uh, who like open source something. And was trying to, uh, like, it was actually an awesome tool. Like, if you have something awesome, definitely don't open source it, you know? Like, especially because th- this guy was, like, trying to get sponsors from it, mm-hmm. you know, because he wanted to open source it. But he wanted to actually, wanted to work on this full time. And apparently, in, like, two years that he had it open source, uh, he got, like, $90. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. of like sponsorship so he was like no like i'm over this so he removed it out of that and uh created a subscription based it's going really well for him apparently i think it's such a like complicated topic that we definitely don't want to get into now like how no definitely not definitely not but what i'm saying is if you have something awesome awesome like an awesome tool or product i wouldn't Depends on what you want yeah, to do, exactly. obviously, like, too. As well. There's so many variables. Exactly, you're right. Yeah. You're right. There's so many variables. Like, you don't know what you want to do. But if you actually want to, like, live off of that, like, you don't don't get your hopes up on sponsors. No, that's true. But then, yeah, let's leave that for, for another discussion for another yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. But uh, anyway, so, yeah. The other thing that I want to work on, so I'm going to be working on, hopefully... Um, in the upcoming months as well that we'll definitely keep updating is that that app that makes app the app that makes app yeah but specifically niche yeah. right but yeah we'll we'll uh we'll see um i think that that's there's so much opportunities in that just because you know some a lot of people are still not you know not everybody knows how to make their own app obviously like we yeah. do not even not not that we finished them but that is true but uh <laughs> but you know it's always good to make things easier for for the regular user and i think that that uh, that has proven to show so much value and yeah it's definitely a discussion that we need to have as well on maybe also yeah. a different day but definitely yeah because i agree it's in like yeah, i do have an interesting idea in an interesting market um that would be yeah nice to explore and i think it's worth to kind of chat about this uh, as well in more depth whether or not in so, yeah. private so or on the podcast. We can definitely safely say that we'll definitely use this as well to hold each other accountable. Yeah, I think that's um, definitely part of our goals for the podcast is to kind of have these check-ins, mm-hmm. hear how it's going for us and um, also make sure that we're staying on track with both the technical and the personal development that we want to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be awesome to work together on something. But that is the dream. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that is the dream. But if not, we'll definitely help each other out and hold each other accountable. Seeing the progress, keep it going. Keep it going. Yeah. Um. I guess we've been running pretty long now. Should we slowly start wrapping up? Yeah, let's do so. I'm not sure if we want to leave it in or not, but just because we're still recording, um, I'm really curious. What is your kind of gut feeling of the first episode? Um, I think it went really well. I mean, we didn't touch into anything too deep, but we went into specifics um, about each other's lives and where we are, interests and stuff. I think I think it went pretty pretty smooth. What I was hoping for, at least, was that it would be like casual, you know? Like, it would just feel 
comfortable. And I think it, it got there um, after the first five minutes. So I'm really glad that that happened. So I feel really comfortable. So I, I'm actually now after this first one, I'm pretty positive that it will go smooth because I didn't know what to expect at first because I was like, crap, I really hope that we don't just uh, not say anything or or that it feels weird and awkward. Yeah. You know, like I definitely didn't want it to feel awkward. So it didn't. It didn't, though. For the first five minutes, it did, to be honest, but not uh, not afterwards. Afterwards, it felt pretty good. And actually, I didn't. I there was point in times in there that I completely forgot that we were recording. We we're just talking. So I think that that's the that makes me feel really good about it. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually, the first five minutes are so long ago. I don't even know what we said. And <laughs> maybe to be honest, yeah. I also don't want to know. But I'm also, I agree. Like for the first episode and the first recording, I think it was actually pretty nice it felt pretty relaxed we could just talk in a way i'm a little bit afraid that we just went completely like off topic in like the middle section uh and kind of lost um the focus a little bit uh could be could be not but i mean it was nice conversations exactly, like, overall this, this is actually something that i'm now starting to think about a little bit like for us just having conversation i'm completely happy with how it went reflecting yeah. on the episode from the perspective of a listener i'm like dude they switched topics so many times there's like no clear like thread <laughs> through the episode it's just weird and it's it's an interesting catch now that i think it, about it because of course we want to keep it engaging for yeah the listeners but we also want to have the casual conversations that we always had exactly no yeah well, well i think we'll just get better and better at it to keep the balance going because obviously if i'm just gonna play for interest of the listener like i and lose interest myself like i think that would not be yeah. good either so and to be fair we also are still um completely unsure what the correct format for the podcast is um most specifically how long it should run um and i think it's something that we need yeah. to experiment with a little bit as well like maybe we notice that after we've done this a few times that yeah aiming for an hour is just too long and if we cut it down to 45 or 30 minutes is actually way more on point and we can still have half an hour of a discussion later just between the two of us to go as broad as we want to go um exactly or we just get better in like staying on point or um i could also mention that nah, but i think it's with the next episodes we actually have like a little bit more of a topic because this one was just like pretty broad introduction and talking a little bit about our goals that's true, exactly. So I, I, I'm, I'm also hoping in that now that I'm like overviewing like what we wanted to talk about and everything. I, I honestly think that it was that 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 was yeah. the reason. But yeah, yeah, nice. But it's it's good. I, I really like to, uh, like I'm already envisioning happening this me and us and you still here, you know, and we keep in touch and stuff. It's gonna be super nice to, uh, to just you know have these casual talks and. I agree, um, and of course the hope is that there's um, that we can share with the listener our own kind of progression and development that through the conversations that we have that we see how we uh develop and how we kind of grow as developers as as humans um and that we can of yeah. course also share that development with with others and that that kind of yeah. creates this arc that stretches across all the episodes and all the things that we do that while in the first episode there might not yet be kind of the strong pattern that emerges that after a few episodes it becomes more evident uh, what it is that we do and what we're here to do yeah and hopefully it will provide i don't know 
um, some fun, some uh, some insights, some tips, maybe some motivation, hopefully. But we'll see. We will yeah, exactly. see. Time will tell. It was a good first stint. Um, I'm excited for the for the next yeah. one, and I guess yeah, me too, we'll me too. get better over time. Yeah. Nice. So it was under an hour. Yeah. That's uh, good, I guess. Awesome. Then, but let's wrap yeah, this up. Let's wrap this up and um, yeah, talk soon. Peace. Peace.